Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ESPN. I have a business proposition for you. I have a proposition for you. I've got a proposition for you guys. I want to hear proposition. It's Minnesota Sports Profit Time with Mackie and Judd. I feel like Max has really outdone himself. Intern Max may be putting together the best list of prop bets and over-unders that he's put together this summer so far. I'm excited for these. Mostly because there's a Tiger question in here. Oh, okay. Forget about it. Here I thought you were being sincere and genuine. Uh, It's just a Tiger love fest, which is going to now spill into the Nick Peters segment. (laughs) While Dave and I roll our eyes. Uh, you know what? Actually, you and Dave can just leave the room for, oh, the, we for the next segment. Oh, we probably should. We probably should. Let Max, myself, and Nick Peters handle the tiger talk, okay? You three can darken the lights, get the candles, <laughs> the scented candles out. Dave and I will go, go to the coffee <laughs> m- machine and uh, get, some, uh, get some decaf. I believe now if you go to uh. you know, some of these candle shops, they've got so many different scented flavors, if you will. Yep. Now you could probably find some azalea scented. Could you find the scent of the, the tiger? Mouth, the masters. The scent of, of the tiger. I wouldn't want the, the scent sw- of the tiger from, from the, last week. From the swass round. <laughs> it's tiger. tiger. It's tiger swass. <laughs> brought to you by CBS. <laughs> Alrighty then. Let's start with this one. Let's start with. I like this one here. All right, chances. Let's go individual. So give us a percent chance for all three of these teams. In their upcoming seasons, Vikings, Wolves, and Wild, percent chance to make the playoffs. All right. And then a percent chance all of them make the playoffs. Ooh. So kind of a two two separate things here. This is pretty good. Now, I guess if you re- technically, if you really wanted to do it right, I guess you could give us a percent chance on all three, and then we could just do the math to figure out what the percentage would be. <laughs> this show can't. No, no, I'm getting nowhere near that question. I'm panicking right now based on the question itself. Trying to get this right. Vikings, Wolves, and Wild. All right, the Vikings, uh, obviously the top, they face a tough road, but I'm still going to give them a very good chance. I'm going to give them a, a 60% chance to make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, the Wolves, I'm going to give a uh, 25% chance to make the playoffs. Whoa. It's wow. A, 25% it's a t- chance. It's, it's a, yeah. And the Wild, I, I am on record as saying I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, so I'm, I'm going to put their, uh, their chance at uh, 10%. 10 percent. Yeah, I'm on record. I don't think that they make the playoffs. The more, Jeez. the more I look at the Western Conference, the improvements in their division and the improvements in the conference as a whole, I think they're going to miss the playoffs. Okay. I think the lack of moves is somewhat calculated as well. So 10 percent for them. So the entire thing, 
So all three teams combined? You know what? We can skip that. Okay, part. good. That's sixty for the Vikings, twenty five percent for the Wolves, ten percent for <laughs> because the Wild. Someone smarter than us could figure out based on those three percentages what the actual not gonna, percentage is. Not going to be hard to find that person either. They're Your listening. combo has to be like point two percent. I mean, going that low on the Wild and Wolves—that's very negative and not yeah. surprising. All right, well, I'd give the Vikings a 60% chance. I'd put the Vikings at about 65, I was thinking. Wolves, I'm much higher on. I think it would be a disappointment if they did not make the playoffs. I'm going to put them at about 58%. I think they definitely should make it. They're still a good quality NBA team, even though it is a tough Western Conference, even tougher than last year. Wild, mm, 37%. (laughs) Wow. 37%. I had numbers written down. Before Dave answered, and we were very close. I had 67%, so two out of three for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Uh, 75%, so three out of four for the Wolves. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And, like, they're. If, unless Jimmy Butler's hurt all season again, even through strife and hating the coach, and, like, they're going to win a bunch of games. It's the NBA. Yes. They're, they're, it's. There's only there's only ten teams. It's not like there's twelve teams in the West. There's ten teams in the West. So I think seventy five percent. And then I had thirty three for the Wild. So one out of every three times they play this season, they make the playoffs. Max. Yeah, I might 100. be leaning towards uh, Judd here. Uh, I think I'm going to go sixty percent for the Vikes. Could be lower, honestly. Yeah, that number like the NFC is so hard, yeah. and and only six teams get in, it can't be like 90%. And your schedule right. is tougher. Be, yeah. It can't yeah. be. Yeah, that's fair. I think the Wolves are at about like a, a 40%. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. Wild, I, I'll go 20%. Oh, look at you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Max. Couple. Yeah. I feel like Max's internship is really blossoming right now. It's really changing. This is the most negative he's ever... I mean, I've, if Jimmy and Carl are both healthy, there's no excuse not to make there's the There's no excuse right? not Am I missing to, something? Uh, no, you're not missing room, anything. division. Are you missing that? But they've already had that. Yeah, they they made through it a year, and when they were both healthy, they were a darn good basketball. The Kobe team. and Shaq hated each other and won titles together. So like you can make it work in the NBA yeah, as long as you have two stars on the court. Kobe and Shaq is different, and the conference. We're not talking titles. We're talking win forty eight. Listen, games. we're still talking they, two hey, of the top hey, twenty players in the league. They made the playoffs. They only made the playoffs by winning on the last night of exactly. the season last year. I think, and if you look at the conference, it's improved from that. I think there is a very plausible scenario un- under which they end up finishing ninth or tenth. No, I think that's somebody gets hurt. You're well, and Jimmy an probably will. Though. I mean, J- yeah. Jimmy ordinarily does get hurt at some point in time, misses games. What was your percentage again, though? It was like forty percent. I'm not on the Wolves. I'm not 25. taking twenty-five. Twenty-five. 40. That's absurd. Well, yep. Okay. I'm not taking issue with your scenario that yeah, it's plausible that they could that they could finish ninth. I just think that they uh, whatever. Right, here's the next one. <laughs> We're going in circles. All right. Who is out as head coach first? Who will be let go and or will just like wave the white flag on their own first? All right. Boudreaux or Tibbs? Dave, you want to start us off with this one? Oh, boy. That's difficult. Uh, let's see. I think I know. It's unfortunate. But... So many scenarios. Boy, there really are. I'm, I'm just yeah. trying to think, you know, okay, which season's going to end first? <laughs> Well, the NHL, the NHL season, the regular season ends yeah, first. And We're I, both I'm thinking first. Wolves make the playoffs, so that extends them at least another couple weeks. But yeah, this could be the it. This could be the last year for Boots. He's got the track record of four what, years, three, and four years, and I'm out. So yeah, I, I'm with Boots. It's unfortunate. I agree with Dave. I think it's Boots, and I think it's a mistake to fire Boots. Boots is not the reason why this team's going to miss the playoffs, but. 
I'm sure he'll be the easiest one to scapegoat. Max? Yeah. Uh, I'll go Boots. Uh, just because I think you brought it up, Phil. You know, he's never stayed in one place for very long. Actually, I brought that up. Or Dave. Yeah. <laughs> let's give credit where credit is due, Max. Let's not let's not discount Dave's I, Max, analysis of I the would, situation. I would have brought it up, though, obviously. Uh, yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, it, it's Boots. It's Boots, and it's not Boots' fault. Phil's right, but uh, but Fenton, Boudreaux is not Fenton's guy. Boudreaux has, I believe he signed a four-year contract, so there's two years left now, so come next April, it'll be down to one year. They don't make the playoffs. Uh, Fenton goes and gets his guy. It's an unfortunate set of circumstances that could easily lead to the demise of Boudreaux as the head coach of this team. More touchdowns this season. Diggs or Dalvin Cook? I'm going to go with the Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook stays healthy. There's a multitude of ways he can score touchdowns. Uh, I think he's going to have a huge year. If he plays 16 games, he has an enormous year. So this is in no way predicting that Diggs is not successful. I think he will be. But I think Dalvin Cook becomes, uh, over the course of a 16-game season, an incredibly valuable asset that throws defenses off. So I'm going Dalvin Cook. Yeah. yeah. Assuming health is... I don't think there's any question. Dalvin Cook easily just is the nature of the position. And he'll get some... Uh, some uh, catches to bring in the end zone as well. I think there's a chance Latavius Murray could get goal line touches this season, sure. or could be mixed in in the red zone. So I'm gonna, I'm and I'm gonna say Stefan Diggs finally plays a full season, gets targeted at a career high rate, and therefore gets into the double digit touchdown range. I'm gonna go Stefan Diggs. I think he's double digit touchdowns this year. Yep, Maxwell. Kirk Cousins struggles in the red zone. They're gonna rely on the running game. Dalvin Cook. Okay. Analysis. Hashtag analysis. Max right. is coming strong today. Two more over-unders and or prop bets here. <laughs> he, he, he knows about quarterbacks who struggled in the red zone. <laughs> That's true. I've seen the We've video. Seen the I've Park seen highlights. the Chaplin Park video. I've seen Max slinging it around like there's no tomorrow. Nothing to lose. Guns, gunslinger. Like he might have the odds against his team and need to win that bet. Devastating oh. interceptions. <laughs> there, was right. oh, there was a few. There was a few. We should do like we should actually go through and do a max quarterback film review. Dave, can you put together a max film review of a Champlin game? I imagine I could do okay. that. Yeah. All right. Over or under .5 games played by Byron Buxton the rest of the season for the Twins. For the Twins. All right. Will he play for the Twins in a game at some point this season? Uh, I am going to say over. I'm going to say at some point in time he comes back here. He needs bats desperately. I don't I don't believe that just because uh, Rochester season ends in early September that that's going to end his year. So it might not be a lot, but I do think he gets a couple of A-Bs for the Twins or a few. Is he going to have another injury? Do we know that yet? Most likely. I, so The hammock bone might snap at some point here. My God, they keep going back to it and it's not broken. Yeah, I, I mean, at this point, I kind of think, what's the point? You know, yeah, great to get him some at-bats in September, but we've seen that, and that doesn't seem to help. So I think at this point, get him healthy, finish out the uh, AAA season, and say, go figure it out on your own in the offseason. <laughs> Maxwell? Put him on the shelf. Wow, you guys. Negative. Very negative. So you're going balance. under. I'm, go- I'm going over because I just, like, we talked about this a couple days ago with Wetmore. I don't think you can go... Eight to ten months without facing major league pitching if you're in his spot. So if he's, you sit him out until September, and then uh, if the AAA season's over, you bring him up and you literally just have him. I don't care if he doesn't swing at a pitch. He needs to track major league pitching at some point. 
Yeah. Like you just I, you need to see what a slider looks like. So And they don't have to win, so they they can play him. Yeah. All right, Tiger Woods, PGA Championship this week, final over under. Top ten or no? I will think, Tiger Woods finish in the top ten? I think you should start. Well, yes, he will finish in the top ten. A hundred percent. And then I think it should it's be not even a question. And then I think it should be Max next, so so we can get rid of the formalities. Absolutely, here. we'll finish in the top ten. He had a nice bath. He had a nice rest. Uh, people are saying this course doesn't fit him. Uh, it will be a surprise. The critics. The and, slow uh, greens are not. The, the greens are going to be much slower than than anticipated. He doesn't like slow greens. So I'm a little got, bit worried yeah, about but it. The new putter though is heavier. It's got a little more pop. Just hit the ball harder. Uh, like why is it? Why he, is it hard? He's a competitor. Uh, he will. You got any cliches he will, now? He will. He's going to give it his all. One thousand percent out there. One thousand percent. Um, you know what? We're, we're not talking about enough now. And good for him. He's playing a lot, but he's going to start to wear down here. He's in his forties. He's got a bad back. He he is pushing this because he's playing now on a weekly basis. It seems he finishes outside the top ten. Fatigue is going to start to play a factor in Tiger season. Oh, that's very interesting, but I think we can have Tiger answer it for himself. Oh, well, conditions are tough, man. But, uh, you know, I think I'm putting well. I really do. And my back feels good. And, yeah, I feel good, man. Could you elaborate on that, Tiger? Well, I think I'm putting really well, and conditions are really tough. But, uh, yeah, my back feels really good, and I feel good, man. Really good. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not going to make it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's a tie. It's 2-2. Two, two. We'll have Nick Peters break the tie then when we come back. <laughs> And uh, Dan Hayes on Twins at 11.30. Matthew Collar, Crafty Rogues. Mackie and Judd resume things following these messages. That's just about the most fantastic scheme I've had to date. On 1500 ESPN. Oh, man. But, uh, you know, I think I'm putting well. Really do. And my back feels good. And, yeah, I feel good, man. Could you elaborate on that, Tiger? Well, I think I'm putting really well. And conditions are really tough. But, uh, yeah, my back feels really good. And I feel good, man. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Really tough. Conditions might be tough for Tiger because apparently the greens are going to be slower and uh, he doesn't like slow greens. So, I don't know, just hit the ball harder. I like slow greens. I can pound the ball. Well, I'm trying putting, putting for triple bogey. Well, he's putting. He doesn't like fast greens either. He'd rather just not putt, maybe. Maybe that's the solution. So negative, Dave. So well, negative. Let's get our guy in here. Nick Peters. He is golf guy at Boulder Point. And uh, Judd and Dave continue their Tiger Woods negativity. The PGA Championship starts tomorrow. Let's uh, let's just hear your initial thoughts here, Nick. What do you what do you, what do you think in general of a course, Belle Reve, that hasn't been uh, played from a major standpoint since 1992? And then our guy, will he be wearing red in contention on Sunday? Do you think this week? Um, we might not see him wear red on Sunday at all because he might not make the weekend. Ugh. Gosh, well, that's enough. Wow, Nick up on Peters Nick. coming in hot. Tell here's, us more. Here's the thing, though. I, I just think, like Judd said in the last, at the end of the last segment, I think, you know, especially having last week at Firestone added to his schedule when he qualified the last week there to play there, it was kind of a scheduled off week for him. I just think coming coming off that back surgery and as much as he's been playing, you can just see, you saw it this last weekend, that it just seems like it's kind of wearing on him and he's getting a little bit tired. And I know it's... Kind of silly to say that these professional athletes are getting tired playing golf, but coming off of that surgery and and playing that much, I just think he needs some some time off to relax and recoup a little bit. 
Why, in, in your mind, Nick, is this t- tournament the worst of the majors by, as you put it on Twitter, a long ways? And you also said that if it was up to you, you would actually take the players and replace the PGA and make the players the fourth major. Uh, it just seems like the, the PGA is always kind of held at the, you know, the standard, you know, regular Parkland golf courses that we see every week on tour, and they just soup it up a little bit. But you still see scores that are, you know, 8, 10, 12 under, and, you know, not, not it's not a birdie fest per se, but the, it, it's not just, it's really not anything that sticks out as really a, a major championship besides all the hype that you see going on with TV. It's just, they need to keep playing it at courses like, you know, like they have it at Whistling Straits once in a while and they have it at uh, Kiowa Island. If they had it places like that all the time instead of going to all these Posh and Tony country clubs just to, you know, hold it at those places, I think it'd be a heck of a lot more fun to watch and more entertaining for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, I, I see what they're doing, but I think the PGA Championship is kind of, it's not even one of my four favorite tournaments as a golf fan anymore. It's no, moving, I'm correct? You, gonna... British Open and the Masters for sure. What, the PGA? Yeah, yeah it's going yeah. to May, correct? Yeah, Nick, it's, so next year, is that the year that they're moving this to May? Yep, it starts, it's in May next year. I, I don't think that's going to, that really shouldn't have any effect on, you know, what, what, what it seems like as far as, some people think that just because all the other majors are so much fun, you get to the PGA and it's the fourth and the final one and, it's just kind of you know lost the lost its luster as far as major golf goes. I don't, putting it in May, I don't think it's going to make it any more exciting or entertaining for the for the golf fans to watch. Yeah, it might make it harder for us to get a PGA Championship at Hazeltine too, just because of the 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 uncertain grounds and weather. So, all right, on Tiger for for another second. This has been if you would have asked me as a diehard Tiger fan and just a just someone who likes to watch golf, good golf and golf thrive at the beginning of the calendar year. If you would have asked me in like January, okay. Tiger's going to finish. He's going to lead one of the majors on the back nine on Sunday. He's going to finish a full schedule. He's going to fatigue at the end of the year. He's not going to win a tournament, but he's going to show you flashes in what's sort of a rebuilding comeback year. Is this above or below your expectations? To be completely honest with you, I, I've, I, for me, it's above. I just I just think with how, how low it had gotten and what we had seen when he had tried to come back before, it wasn't really didn't leave much to be expected, you know, and it's the guy's 42 years old. He seems to be, you know, competing and playing well every week, and he's not playing that much worse than a lot of the, the top golfers in the world. Yeah, he hasn't won like Dustin Johnson and Justin Thomas and those guys, but he's still competing every week, and he's still playing at a high level. So I don't, I wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know, win one of the events that he plays the rest of the year at all. I just think this week it's, it's one of those weeks where he just seems to kind of step back and, Rest up a little bit and prepare for the last few weeks of the year. Who's your pick for then for this week, this weekend? I know it's kind of the uh, the easy pick going with Justin Thomas, but he you know he won last week at a course kind of like Bell Reeve, where he's just going to have to go out and hit long drives and then hit high iron shots into the greens. And I think Justin Thomas is one of those guys where, of course, you know, play a tournament like the British Open, where you have to play different types of shots, you know, lower ball flights, three quarter shots, and stuff like that. He kind of struggles because he likes to just go out there and hit it and then hit his high iron shots and make some putts. So I think this kind of sets up good for him this week. And obviously he's playing as good as anybody as we've seen the last few weeks. But that's my guy this week. Yeah. Uh, hey, are you? We did our show last Friday from the 3M Championship, and you're a huge golf enthusiast and a golf fan. Are you pumped for the 3M Open next year? We're hoping that there can be at least a handful of huge names. And Hollis Kavner says that he's already doing some groundwork on rounding up some of the top names in the world. But as just as a golf fan and representing golf fans, what are your thoughts on that tournament coming to town? 
next year. No, I, I think I think it's going to be awesome, and I, you know, if, if Hollis can get some good players to come to town to play, it's going to be fantastic. I just think the where it got slotted in the schedule between some of those events, it might be a little bit more difficult. But we saw, you know, we saw like the the Canadian Open a couple weeks ago was kind of a lesser event, and there was a ton of guys that came and played that event right after the British Open. So, you know, if he, if he can get the word out there and get some guys to to commit to it, the Maybe some of those guys will get their buddies to commit, and we could have a heck of a good field. But I'm, I'm excited for it to be here, regardless. Yeah, Mike. I guess my question would be too: in in one year, how hard can you make the course? If you know, it's going to be obviously harder than when uh, the seniors are playing it. But those dudes are shooting 63, 62, 63, and and firing darts and firing low. How hard do you think they can make that course? Well, I mean, I, I know Layman's coming in to add some some length to some of the holes and lengthen it, but. It's not an overly difficult course to begin with, so I don't know that you can, besides adding yardage, which we all know really doesn't make that big of a difference with these guys, where they hit the ball and how it works. But I think the, you know, some of those events like that, they might set it up where, you know, the, like the travelers, they set it up to have guys shoot 22, 24 under to win. So maybe it'll be an event like that where they try to draw a field to, you know, have super low scores and not really try to trick it up and make it too difficult. Yeah, I'd be down for that. If you can't, yeah, if you if you can't bring it down into the single digits, then just make it a shootout. What the hell? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, you're on the record, golf guy at Boulder Point. Our buddy Nick Peters. Uh, you've got Justin Thomas, and uh, are you? Is this an official Tiger misses the cut prediction from you, or are you just worried? No, I, I just think it's one. You know, it's it, we've seen them tire out so much. I wouldn't be surprised to see that. No, I, I think he'll still make the cut, but I don't think it'll be a top ten like like you think. But I don't know. Ho- hopefully, he's around and can play the weekend, and we can watch it. But yeah. You know, it is what it is, I guess. Can I throw one more name at you just for a kind yeah. of a no-name guy to watch this weekend? Yeah. I'm going to go with Thorborn Olison, who's trying to uh, qualify for the European Ryder Cup this week. Okay. Look for him to play well. Thorborn Olison. There you go. Oh, All right. Go, go make uh, go make your picks, too, if you're listening on 1500ESPN.com. The, the Golf Major Challenge, a chance to go and hang out and play some golf and stay at Craigans too. And Judd's lead is slipping away. I'm knocking on the door. Dave's knocking on the door. Well, I'm the golf expert, though, so I'm sure I'll come back strong. All right, you pick your Thorborn. I'll stick that, with I my Tiger. I didn't, right. pick my ti- I didn't pick my Tiger. I didn't pick Tiger, that's for sure. Thanks, Nick. All right, bye, Nick. See ya. All right, fellas, have a good one. That's our, our buddy Nick Peters, longtime listener and uh, friend go. of the show from Boulder Point. i got to go back and look. Thorborn Olofsson. I did not, uh, did not see him as I quickly went through my picks. He's a Norwegian. I, I of course have done well once Shocking again with that name. Yeah, yeah. I have done well because I make my picks in thirty seconds flat. The quicker you go and Don't you just pick about it. and you just pick random names, the more success. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the nature of all pools and sports, right? Did you pick Tiger this week? No, no, I never picked Tiger. I'll tell you, yeah, because you know I never picked Tiger because you know he would have. Nick uh, Peters, given, who loves him, would have given said, you more points at the British Open, but that's fine. A Nick, lot of people like Rory too. I did pick him. Yeah. I, he, I did pick him. He yes. hits a draw. Supposedly, there's a lot of dogleg lefts, so that should that should yes. work. See, that course sets up well for me. Then, yes, I'm <laughs> to shoot. I love how you're comparing to your shoot game. 106. Like, here's what I would want. I mean, Tiger <laughs> should want this because this is what Phil Mackey would want. Dave, what's coming up next and stuff you should know about? Oh, baseball was fun again last night. I have a Starkey and Nugget for you guys, and I know we mentioned it a little earlier. I haven't played the audio yet, but Aaron Rodgers was all ticked off at his teammates yesterday. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Oakley Doakley. On 1500 ESPN. And that stuff you should know about is sponsored by your locally owned Domino's. Introducing Domino's Hot Spots. Get pizza delivered to outdoor locations like parks, beaches, and more. Not at home? Not a problem. Visit Domino's.com for details on Domino's Hot Spots. Woo! 
Twin City sports fans are chanting for right now. Mackie and Judd continue with stuff you should know about. Please, please tell well, they really want David They want baseball stuff. Do they really? They want baseball stuff. I've heard it from a lot of people, and I know you've got baseball stuff. Do they want major or minor league baseball I think stuff that's a real question. I think that's up to stuff. Oh, okay. Stuff's very picky, so I think So stuff. you want to produce the segment, just not do too much work then? That's pretty much it. Yeah. You just nailed it. Mariners, Rangers last night. Second inning, 0-2 count. Felix Hernandez on the mound. Adrian Beltre at the plate. Felix does here, 0-2. Oh, man, he looked bad, too. Not only did he strike him out, he's, Felix had he's to laugh busting at that a one. gut. <laughs> he is busting a gut. Oh, my goodness. Oh, what a pitch. Those two are buddies. They go back a while. Nasty breaking ball, nasty curveball. Beltre was fooled by it, just kind of threw his bat as a very defensive swing, flashed a little smile toward Felix, and Felix bent over laughing. You know, they were having a good joy, pointed to the dugout, having a nice little laugh with each other because <laughs> it was a great moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, but revenge is sweet. And here's Adrian, he's 0 for 3. He has struck you out, hit into a double play, reached on an error by Seeger, and he wallops one to deep center field. Maven going back on this to the track, to the wall, and that ball is history. Beltre homers off Felix. That was the 11th run of the Rangers of the night off Felix Hernandez. What happened to Felix Hernandez? Why was he left in to allow 11 runs? That's a very good question. He's an innings eater. And not anymore, he's not. Congrats. (laughs) I think he's just cooked, right? Is part of it that he came in the league when he was like 19 years old? And so, so let's say your arm... Your arm has a 10-year expiration date in the major leagues. And most guys come in when they're like 23 or 24, and then by their mid-30s, they're kind of shot. Mm-hmm. But he's just shot when he's 30. I think that's very plausible, yes. Because he's he's been awful for a few years. But the old-school baseball people would say he should continue to throw complete games. I don't care. <laughs> would, would they? Throw, I, 200, 11 throw 220 pitches like Nolan Ryan did and then talk to I, me, kid. I think even Jack Morris would tell you, I think we can pull him out of the game. <laughs> It's safe to pull them out of the game. Let's go to the minors. The Indianapolis Indians, a big 12-5 victory yesterday. They are the AAA affiliate of the Pittsburgh Pirates. And you don't get to see this a lot, but it does happen once in a while. The 1-0 delivery. Hit high in the air to left field. He may have a cycle. It's way back. And there it goes. He's got the cycle on a home run for Kevin Newman. Right, that's pretty cool. That was, you get, lo- get that was see loud contact. Very right loud contact. Hit it again. The 1-0 delivery. Hit. Oh, very nice. Sexy. So you got a cycle. That's pretty good. Three batters later. Breaking ball line to right center field. That ball is way back. Hits in the gap. Stallings might just do it. He's going to swing around second. And the cutoff throw is dropped. He's in the third. He's got a triple. Two Indianapolis Indians have hit for the cycle in the same game. Now, according to the piece I saw on Deadspin about this, that has never happened in the major leagues. Two teammates hitting for a cycle in the same game. Wow. Minor leagues, that's the second time it's happened this season. Really? Yes. Do we know what the other occurrence was? I'd have to do more research on that. That's pretty amazing, though. And that that is a Starkian nugget right there. Yes. Do you think have you you should tweet that at Jason Stark just to see or maybe he's already tweeted about this but this is sure this is a very Starkian nugget for sure. So twice in one year. Okay. 
All right, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers because he's mad. He was running scout team yesterday in Green Bay. They call it the card session. Everybody just just look at the card. Sort of tells you what to do. Shouldn't be that tough. Yeah, it was one of the worst card sessions we've had. Um, I don't know how you can make it any simpler. You literally have what the play would be in our terminology on the card. And the effort level is very low. Uh, especially what I'm accustomed to having run that period for a number of years. So it's uh, not a good start for us on the, on the card period. Um, for the young guys, you know, I think uh, uh, the NC has really progressed. Timo, um, um, obviously 16, but uh, everybody else was uh, is poor. Yeah, nothing Aaron. like a bad card session. Okay, can't have a bad card session. So he, he obviously hates uh-uh. the Packers and he's annoyed by them and he's not going to sign there. Okay. Receivers aren't doing jack. How do you get him in a Vikings uniform in in? It'll be the 2020 season. The last year of Kirk Cousins' contract. Good card sessions. How do you make that happen? Great Financial card sessions. Okay. Like, can you fit Rodgers and one year of Cousins? Can you somehow trade Cousins? I don't need him traded right now. You want to get rid of in, Kirk Cousins? In three years. You're already moving on from Kirk Cousins. In three years when Rodgers sounds is available. Like me right now. Does that sound like a guy who's ready to play for the Packers for it the sounds, rest of his career? This sounds like a guy who is who is old and tired and he doesn't like watching a bad card session. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, I wouldn't say you have to tamper, but if you wanted to tamper, that you never could happen. tamper. Never happen. Maybe you make a phone call and say, look, Aaron, I know you're not happy. Things aren't going your way in Green Bay. They don't support you. Mike McCarthy's a you-know-what, right? Come on, between the two of us, you hate him. Yeah. What do you say you just say, trade me or I'm not showing up to camp? Well, you don't e- even need to call him. You could just have, have a Viking player... In week, it's week two, right? Yeah. So week anybody, two, anybody week two. but Anthony Barr. Please. Well, yeah, Barr would be bad to do it. But let's say it's uh, Stefan Diggs, Pro Bowl type receiver. Yeah, reliable, always runs the right route. Right? Has a good, has good card sessions. Mm-hmm. I'm told consistently yes. via my sources. Mm-hmm. Have Diggsy go up to Aaron and be like, Aaron, what's going on here? What's going on with your straight up deal? I mean, the Packers would have to do it. Rodgers isn't going to you know play what, for though? him if you can get Cousins back. I mean, you have to do it, right? The Vikings would never tamper with a Packer great quarterback. That's true. That would never happen. Never, never no. ever happen. That would be unethical. Yes, it yeah, would be. Lunacy. We wouldn't have that. Can, can we just can we just move the Chargers back to San Diego and be done with it? What's happening now? A few days ago, I saw a note about an email they sent out to season ticket holders or whoever. You know, get your new Chargers gear for the 2018. Except it said San Diego Chargers <laughs> in the. The subject of the email. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, apparently, if you play the new Madden game, EA Sports coverage of the NFL takes us to the Mission Valley area of beautiful San Diego, California. Today, it's a matchup in the AFC West between the Oakland Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah. Can, can we just end end it? It's not gone well for anybody. And they're a pretty good team. Like <laughs> yeah, they are. That's a sad thing. They they're not a dumpster they, fire as far as on the field. I think, well, they were one of the sneakiest teams last year. They they might make, They I think they should make the playoffs this year because the AFC has about six terrible teams. But <laughs> Yeah. Dave's right. Put them back in sand. All right. Well, the uh, Arizona Cardinals, they're just trying to kill everyone. They've got a new food item. Well, they've got several new food items for the upcoming season. One of those... It's the Gridiron Burger Challenge. Are you ready? 
$75 is the cost. You can get it at the Gridiron Grill right outside of Section 102. Hmm. Five third-pound burger patties. Five all-beef hot dogs. Oh my five bratwursts. 20 slices of American cheese. Eight slices of bacon. Is this stacked? Yes, it is. Here, I'll give you a little photo here. That's 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 what she looks like. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Uh, we're not done. Did I say eight chicken tenders? No. Eight chicken tenders. That's like 800 square feet. Yeah, we're still going here. 12 ounces of fries. Then I mean, you got to add the, the vegetables, your lettuce, tomatoes, pickles. I love that. Let's put a little lettuce in there. Yeah, just make sure. Mix it in. A little onion ring there. Add on the tanker sauce, whatever tanker sauce is. It's all on a 10-inch bun. If you take the challenge and finish what is a seven-pound sandwich in under an hour, you win. That's not possible. What do you think you win? You you win uh, some diabetes medication. I, uh, you, you you win a free quad bypass. Yeah. You win uh, you win twenty dollars in gift certificates to back to the concession stand. Or you something. are much closer, Judd. You get a Cardinals jersey oh, and good. your picture on the video board. So, so you X, said a X, ten X, a, XL a ten inch bun. So it's yes. a, so it's like take a ten inch pizza. Like eating a ten inch pizza, pretty filling, right? You're gonna yeah. pound a ten inch pizza. Okay, you're starving. You can eat a ten inch pizza, but like stacked with volume and meat <laughs> up to your head. Five is, burgers, five dogs, five rods. David, what's that? Is, is there a calorie count on this? God forbid. I don't think it's countable. I was going to say that's got that's got to be the human stomach was not designed to process anything close to that. Tell that to Joey Chestnut. <laughs> Can you imagine what would happen to you? I would I would happily split that amongst friends, but sure, yeah, seventy five bucks get eight people involved. You're good to go. Chop it up, yeah. Why not? Oh. How right. would you cut it? Would you cut it in little like square pieces so that each? But oh. it's a round bun, so that's not going to. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so this was discovered on local television yesterday. I think it's okay to admit that you don't just eat meat and potatoes and watch football all day, right? (laughs) You can dive in a little bit over here off to the side with some smutty television, with a little bachelorette, maybe some married at first sight. It's okay to express your love for trashy television that mostly women have been watching prior to right now. I want to lead the charge for bachelor and bachelorette fans who are males. It's okay. Step out of your shadow. Are you just a sucker for love? I'm a sucker for a good emotional train wreck. Phil Mackey <laughs> right. making an appearance in the afternoon with <laughs> Jana Shortle on Carolina. As I, told, as I told Jana yesterday, so she uh, she was looking for, she tweeted at me, she was looking for men who watch The Bachelor Bachelorette, which we've talked about on this show. And um, she was asking, like, okay, what, why do men watch the show? What is, and I think, I, I, I was channeling my inner Judd. It really is, you're watching. I said, what, if you got on the freeway and someone told you, hey, there's going to be a car fire up on the right and devastation is going to be in front of you, like, wouldn't you be a little bit curious? So when Chris Harrison comes out yep. and says, emotions are going to be running rampant yep. and someone is going to have their soul shattered on national television, I'm, I'm signing up for that. Oh, yeah. I'm in. I've gone from like in. being a closet fan of this show four seasons no, ago no. to now being like, I'll go on Care 11 and talk about this for 20 minutes. Sure, let's do it. I'm just glad that, that you could go on and break it down. <laughs> not your twin, not your twins hot takes, not your Vikings hot takes, but your hot takes on it. And you know what? I'm, I'm proud of you. You've taken a step now. Ambulance chasing is a lot of fun. Yeah. 
There's nothing wrong with carnage. We need bachelor and bachelorette analytics. We need like a sabermetric <gasps> for let's, this show. Let's wrap Ford this up by breaking down uh, Kirk Cousins' tweet from this morning. Today, a teammate said he didn't know who Cal Ripken Jr. is. What? Kirk is 29. He obviously does know who Cal Ripken Jr. is. Is it okay for what I would assume to be a very young football player to not know who Cal Ripken Jr. is? Yes, 100% yes. I'm going to say absolutely now. If you're a football player, I mean, baseball is not like baseball is our national pastime now, especially for young people. So if you played football and, and let's say basketball your entire life, there's a fighting there's a fighting chance you might have heard of Mike Trout and you might not have. Like Kel's been on the league for a couple decades now, right? Yeah, his, Close his, to? When his last season was actually 2001. Okay, but you so could argue 17. his his last season as a top top player in his prime was 20 years ago. The 1996, I think, was the year where he waved around 3,100 plus career uh, consecutive games. Oh, yeah. So that was let's let's say he was last truly nationally relevant to casual fans 20 years ago. If you're a 25 year old football player, I don't care. I, I would not hold that against him. No. no. He's, and he's not Barry Bonds' legendary status for a lot of other reasons. But now, if it was a baseball player who is that that agent and he hadn't heard of Cal, I'd be surprised. But for a football player, I'm not surprised at all. I'm fine with it. Right. I'm fine with it. Yeah. And Kirk, guess what? You're getting old. So produce now. You better produce now. Or pressure's on. A Rod is coming. Uh, we still have Dan Hayes on Twins in about 45 minutes. Crafty Rogues are going to come hang out with us. Matthew Collar. Uh, we've been watching all morning on this TCL TV. ESPN, the Ocho, has taken over ESPN2. So I don't know. I, the TCL TV is great for watching sports, but we've gone to a different level here. We've been watching some sort of like Korean altered sumo wrestling, but with Koreans with ripped abs. Uh, some sort of human stacking or climbing event in Spain. I don't know, but we're kind of digging it, and we love watching anything, really, not just sports, but anything on this TCL Roku TV, which you can find in any major local retailer. The built-in Roku device gets rid of external cords. It makes it a lot easier to combine your cable and satellite subscription and all the channels that you would ordinarily watch with all of the streaming platforms that are now available. Let's be honest, there's so many platforms from YouTube to Hulu to Netflix you name it, and you want easy access to those channels. And the menu page with this built-in Roku device on the TCL TV gives you just that. Again, you can stop into any major local retailer or go to TCLUSA.com. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Bland, half-baked, disrespectful, overexposed, not worth your time. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. We need your help choosing our finalists for the Sportscaster Idol competition. Our judges have narrowed down the field to the top ten. Those auditions have been posted on the website. After watching them all, vote for your favorite. You can vote once daily. The contestant with the most votes will join the judges' top three picks on stage at the State Fair for the Sportscaster Idol finale. Check out all the additions at 1500ASPN.com. Keyword, Idol. All right. Thank you, Dave Harrigan. I got, a, I got a question for you guys. This story about the Las Vegas Aces, the WNBA expansion team, and the, the whole travel issue from earlier, it was, I guess, last weekend it would have been. Yes. So it was announced yesterday the decision on that game that wasn't played against the Mystics in Washington, D.C. was a forfeit. Mm-hmm. So the Aces had to forfeit the game. For, for the backstory, if people didn't 
see it the first time around. WNBA teams travel commercial, and Lindsey Whalen was great on this topic on Monday. So they travel commercial. There are some teams that are backed by NBA franchises, and the Lynx would be one of them that could charter flights, but the CBA has an agreement that nobody can charter flights in the WNBA right now, even for back-to-backs. You have to fly commercial. And uh, this wasn't even a back-to-back. This was just the Aces trying to get from Vegas to Washington, D.C. There was a bunch of cancellations and delays, and they wind up either on planes or in airports traveling for 25 hours. They got to the arena, or at least to the team hotel, at like 3.45 in the afternoon for what was supposed to be a 7 o'clock p.m. game. And they pushed the start time back to 8 o'clock. So they get to town, let's say, four hours before the game starts, but they're... They've been traveling for 25 hours at airports and on airplanes. Mm-hmm. And the league determined, hey, we did everything we could. We moved the game back an hour. We couldn't find any other way to reschedule this within a you know reasonable time frame. Therefore, because you made it to the city, you made it to the arena, and you elected not to play, and you could debate, okay, well, are they exhausted? Did they have enough rest? Blah, 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 blah. And the league ruled you have to forfeit the game now. Your thoughts? Uh, I think if you make it to the town, no, no matter how sleep deprived and tired you might be, you have to play. So I, I, I think it's a I mistake. Agree. I think it's a mistake not to play. Uh, that being said, though, the answer to this to me is very, very, very simple. You are backed by the in, in NBA, so your all your teams might not be, but you are as a league. The NBA has put a a premium on in on increasing its fan base and on increasing the, the exposure for this league, which by the way is improving year by year by year. It's really good now. Mm-hmm. Charters next year, everybody charters. You're making millions to billions. Charter teams, yeah. And and if you if you want to go to the teams like the Lynx who have NBA owners who back them and say you're paying for a portion of of this, that's fine. But if you are the NBA and the amount of revenue that you rake in from television deals and and from so many areas being an incredibly successful league, you say, Vegas, you got to play, but next year we're chartering teams. So I have a question, and maybe this is a dumb question, but when the Aces and the league bring up safety concerns, like, ah, it's just... It's it's a safety issue. We don't want our players out there after traveling for 25 hours. They just got to town at four o'clock in the afternoon to, to turn around and go to the arena and play a game. You know, we just want to look out for our players' safety and health. To which I would ask, what are the health and safety issues? I mean, if if it's a boxing match or something physical where you could you could get seriously injured if you're a little bit off your game mentally. Yeah. Um, you're going to be really tired. You might not be as focused. You might get beat by 20 points because you're not and as I sharp as you would have been if you would have slept for 10 hours. You might be a little bit more susceptible to pulling a muscle or something. But keep in mind, too, in the 60s and 70s and, and I think into the 80s, a lot of men's teams flew commercial, and this happened. Like, you'd have no sleep. So this is not a first. I, I don't think that professional men's teams started to really charter on any type of consistent basis until probably the mid uh, to late 80s. So there was a long period of time where they were sleep-deprived and would sleep in airports. Uh, so I get the Aces' concerns, but I think if you're there, you have to play. Yeah. But you should charter the, these teams. There's no reason not to. Yeah, I think I think the argument against that would be, okay, the WNBA is 
they're attempting to run it as a separate entity, even though it falls under the umbrella of the NBA. And they want it to be, let's say, profitable on its own. And they want each franchise to be profitable. And if you add the extra expenses of more luxurious and convenient travel, so I, I get that. But I'm with you. I mean, it's it's pretty ridiculous that a team is faced with this decision. Should we play on no sleep, basically, or right. crappy coach middle seat sleep right? and uh, get blown out anyways because we're playing a good team? And I'm and- not saying five-star hotels. I'm just saying if th- this is obviously a competitive problem, so fix it. And and make the teams that, that are backed by NBA teams, make those teams pay for their charters, and then the rest of the league that's not, the league can kick in. Sure. It's not that hard. Yeah, so super just an odd scenario there. And, and, and if this had been an issue with the NFL or the NBA, if this had popped up with like the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James or something, or... With uh, with the Steelers, right? This would have been a huge national story, but it all kind of flew under the radar because it's the WNBA and it doesn't get as much attention, and it's an expansion team. So, but I'm with you. I think if you get to the city, it sucks, but you you it has to be a forfeit. Yeah, it has to be a forfeit. Otherwise, where do you draw that line? Oh man, now we made it in, but we didn't really get any sleep last night. We're just night. exhausted. Like, we can't play tonight's yeah. game. Yeah. So so I get it. All right. Questions coming up next. Early appearance. This is like a fourth or fifth inning appearance here from questions. Is questions ready? Questions has to get down to Florida for an immigration hearing. Okay. So that's why we have to come oh, in that's early. Right. That's okay. what it is. Very okay. Fernando Rodney-like. But uh, based off of the Jarvis Landry meltdown, I've got a question about curse words. Real yeah, quick. we're doing cheese rolling. Is that what this is? Yeah. Does that guy not have pants on? Is this in on Alaska? This has to be in Wisconsin, right? So they're literally rolling a round block of cheese down a hill on the Ocho, all these obscure sporting oh, events. Oh, no, he's got a thong on. And guys are just oh. sprinting down the hill attempting to... I don't need that camera angle. This is big in the UK, right? Isn't that where they do this? <laughs> is it? I, I, think it's, I think it's big in Fond du Lac, too. Becky <laughs> <laughs> no and Judd will return shortly. Guys, I thought we were in a hurry. On 1500 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.